Good evening, Bethlehem and saints of God. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, or maybe even good night or whatever time you're tuning into our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. My name is Pastor Michael Eton, and I host for tonight's study as well as I serve as the senior pastor at the Bethlehem Baptist Church right here in the heart of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And if you do not have a church home, I want to take this opportunity to extend an invitation for you to visit us here at 311 North Dunbar. Again, uh, 311 North Dunbar is our physical address. We'd love to see your face in the place this coming Sunday. Bring a family member or a friend with you. And we want to welcome you to the household of the Lord right here at Bethlehem Baptist Church. Why don't you go ahead and visit our website at uh, hear God's word at Bethlehem.com. All spelled out, hear God's word at Bethlehem.com. And there you can get to know us. And also you can follow and friend us in what I call Cyber Church by going down to the bottom of the website and click the Facebook tab, the Instagram tab, the Twitter tab, the LinkedIn tab and follow or friend us. But ultimately, we want to see your face in this place. Now you've joined us for you first timers for our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. It's meant to be a time from 6 p.m. to 6.40 p.m. However, we allow the Holy Spirit to work and do and move as he would over my shoulders, what's gonna take place tonight. We're gonna to have the opening prayer, the announcements, the reading of the word, the introduction video, the Bible study itself, the invitation and the benediction. So let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your holy name, Father, for another opportunity to open up your word, Father. And I pray that you will enable us uh, to see ourselves in the Bible, that you will enable us to be encouraged, to be convicted, to be exhorted through your word tonight. And we commit ourselves to you. We ask you to forgive us for our sins, wash us, and cleanse us, that we might be in right fellowship with you, that we might be in right relationship with you, that we may tonight, this evening, this morning, this afternoon, hear a word from the Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. Before we get into our study tonight, we want to have uh, we have uh, some announcements that we'd like to make. And uh, the first announcement is to the people of God here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We're asking that all hands uh, be on deck, all hands on deck. Uh, we will be feeding uh, the Newton family, Newton Stevenson family, Jackson family after the funeral on this uh, Saturday at the Pauls Valley High School Auditorium. Uh, it starts at 11 o'clock. And after that, uh, they're gonna come to our church, Bethlehem Baptist Church, and we will be feeding the family. We need all hands on deck as we use our gifts of hospitality to encourage uh, this family of God, which is a part of us, came from us. And I'm gonna ask you to continue to fast and pray uh, for the family as well, but all hands on deck, we will be feeding 
uh, this uh, family this coming Saturday after the 11 o'clock funeral. They're coming back uh, to the Bethlehem Baptist Church. So all hands on deck. We have a few other announcements uh, before we get into the word today. And we have several events that's gonna happen in the month of October. And I'm gonna try to go through this quickly uh, with us Bethlehem so we can govern ourselves accordingly. And of course, we want to thank you for your service uh, for this last September the 24th. We had an awesome time. Thank you for your giving. Uh, in the Lord and for celebrating 121 years of service at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. Uh, we want to let you know about the Chickasaw District Annual Men's Day on this coming Sunday, October the 1st. We're going to meet there in Gillfield uh, Church there in Davis, Oklahoma, the 31st uh, Chickasaw District Annual Men's Day. And we look to see you there, Bethlehem, after our service. Also, we're going to be celebrating with Dr. Wayne Lawson, his 40th year in the ministry in the month of October. It's going to be October the 11th. That's a Wednesday night at 6 p.m. And I will be sharing with uh, this man of God as we encourage him and celebrate 40 years in the ministry. Also, during the month of October, we're going to have our uh, 126th annual session there in uh, uh, at Rayfield Baptist Church in Muskogee, Oklahoma. There will be a pre-convention uh, service at First Baptist Church uh, North uh, Tulsa on Sunday. Uh, October the 15th at 6 p.m. And we'll have our regular session uh, there at Rayfield in Muskogee, Oklahoma, October the 16th through the 18th. Look forward to being there. And also, Bethlehem, we are excited that we're going to have our Loyalty Month. Uh, I call it Loyalty Month Revival from October the 18th through the 20th, uh, 2022 nightly at uh, 7 p.m. It says 6 on the screen. I believe we started at 7. Um, I'll make sure I get that time right uh, during my next announcement to let you know. But uh, mark your calendars, October the 18th to the 20th, 2023, our Loyalty Revivals Leadership School. Also, we're excited about our annual Chickasaw District Revival, and it's gonna be October the 23rd through the 25th nightly at the Mount Zion Baptist Church there in Ardmore, Oklahoma. We're excited to be a part of uh, that as well. And look forward to hearing Dr. John Adolph of uh, Antioch Baptist Church, Beaumont, Texas. Uh, we look forward to seeing that. And I don't have it on the screen, but I want you to mark your calendars, uh, Bethlehem, for October the, I believe it is October the 29th. And we're going to be with the Pilgrim uh, Baptist Church there in Tatum, Oklahoma, as we celebrate uh, his uh, pastor's anniversary. And he is asking for our choir to bring an A and B selection. It's October the 29th. I want to thank you for listening to the announcements and govern ourselves accordingly. Tonight, 
we are finishing a series entitled that he's been faithful he's been faithful we have seen throughout this whole month how god has been faithful to bethlehem as well as how god has been faithful to all of the characters in the bible that we study he stood on Psalms 37, 25. He says, I've been young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. This was a month of God's faithfulness to the past and we believe because he's faithful with, uh, with us and for us Bethlehem in the past, he'll be faithful in the present time. If you hadn't had an opportunity to follow this series, remember, I sent out in yesterday pastor's text to let you know that these messages are in the pastor's text. He's been faithful to Abraham. He's been faithful to Moses. He's been faith, faithful to Joseph. He's been faithful to Noah. We saw how he was faithful to Ruth. And, and uh, we saw last Sunday how he's been faithful to the Bethlehem Baptist Church and how God worked and moved in a mighty way. And tonight we're going to see how God is faithful to Elisha, Elisha, as we look at 2 Kings 2, uh, 6 through 15 is the context, um, but today we're going to read verses uh, 9 and 13 and 14, 9 and 13 and 14, reads as following 2 Kings 2, chapter 2, verses 9. 13 and 14, and it reads as following. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me, what can I do for you before I take him from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. Elisha replied, verse 13, Elisha then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the banks of the Jordan. He took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and struck the waters with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah, he asked. When he struck the waters, it was divided to the right and to the left and he crossed over. I read to you tonight, 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 9, 13, and 14. And may God only bless the doers of his marvelous and tremendous word in Jesus' name. Again, tonight we're going to see how God was faithful to Elisha, how God was faithful to Elisha. And we're going to look on around three points the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about a request for faithfulness, a relinquishing of faithfulness, a requisition for faithfulness, a request for faithfulness, a relinquishing of faithfulness, and a requisition for faithfulness. And we're going to look at tonight in word and a sentence, Christians should trust in the faithfulness of God in times of loss. Let me say it again. Christians should trust in the faithfulness of God in a time of loss. We're going to pause now and then we'll get to 
the word. Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. You know, Bethlehem, we like to look at the maps and see what was going on in uh, the text. And, uh, and we're trying to figure out where was Elijah when he was taken up. And I believe the last thing we've heard about Bethany in the context of the text, Gilgal also, this was a staging place that they, uh, when they was going to conquer the land, they would always fall back to Gilgal. This is Jericho, we hear about him uh, being in Jericho, crossing the Jordan, and they were somewhere near possibly over here when he was taken up in a whirlwind in chariots or with chariots of fire. We think that he's somewhere across the Jordan uh, when that happened. And that's where we are on the maps. And of course, I always like to give Jerusalem as a central point um, of what's, what was happening, was happening over here in the context of the text. Amen. A request for faithfulness. I pray that you did live or that you did read the context of the text that was, they were moving throughout uh, the different places that I showed you on the maps and Elijah was trying to get Elisha to stay back, but Elisha wouldn't leave the side of this man of God. They ran into uh, prophets all throughout their travels, and, and, and it was known that, that Elijah was going to be taken away. They seem to have known. God must have re revelated it to the prophets, and everybody knew that Elijah was about to leave the scene. And Elisha would serve him until the very end. And Elisha would have to do with uh, some of the stuff that we're dealing with in our church. Uh, the losing of that young man, Daryl Newton. And, and we're praying for their family, dealing with loss. Also, uh, Reverend Michael Ford, we're praying for him and his family and his daughter. And, and even before that, we seem to be going through a tremendous time of loss. And it has been that way for the last, same last uh, year and a half where uh, we're mourning uh, the death of loved ones and families and the loss that we uh, seem to be losing. And what do you do when you go through uh, so many serious moments of loss. And tonight, God wants to show us how to deal with loss. And, and the encouraging thing about the text tonight is that God never leaves you without his presence. Let me say it again. God never leaves you without his presence. 
And, and, and one thing that we don't teach enough in the church, especially as pastors, there will be times and moments that, 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 that you will lose uh, uh, the man of God, that you could lose the pastor, that you could lose a mate, that you can lose a child, that you can lose a grandchild. It, 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 it is evidently it's going to happen. You, you're going to have to learn and know how to deal with loss. I, I, I remember talking to someone who said that, that people don't ever die in my family. We don't ever have funerals. And, I, and all I was thinking was just wait, just wait, because death visits every family. And soon after that, uh, that person lost their mother. So uh, we have to learn how to deal with this. How do you deal with loss? Well, first of all, we see in the case of Elisha, we just have to be faithful before the loss. Let me say it again. Be faithful before the loss. See, Elisha served Elijah till the very end. And that's what we have to do. We've got to serve our family, serve our church, serve our children, serve our grandchildren. I mean, be in their lives, be with them so that if you should ever part, there will be no guilt. There will be nobody ever says they wish that they had spent more time at the office. People tend to regret not spending time with their family, with their loved ones. And Elisha served Elijah to the end, so much so that, 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 that he would be blessed by Elijah. And Elijah said, and they all knew that he was about to transition over. And this is what Elijah asked. He said, when they cross, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me, what can I do for you? I am uh, for you before I am taken away. He asked him, what? Because of his faithfulness, what can I do for you before I'm taken away? And because of Elisha's faithfulness, he said, let me inherit a double proportion of, double portion of your spirit. Elisha replied, he, he, he asked for a, a request for faithfulness. Being without him, he wanted something to be left behind that could help him get over the loss. And, and what is always left behind for Christians, when we lose loved ones, when we lose uh, uh, fun, uh, fundamental uh, leaders, what's always left behind is his spirit. Hello, somebody. Hello, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit on the inside of us is always left behind. They were, were about to lose this monumental leader, this, this man that they saw miracles happen. They were about to lose him. Uh, and, and Elisha uh, said, give, give me a double portion of your spirit. And that's what we got to pray as we go through our time of lost church. We got to ask God to give us a double portion of his spirit to help us to make through, to make it through these times of loss in our family, in our church, these times of loss 
God says, I, I, I can leave you. I, I would never leave you or forsake you. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put your spirit on the inside of you, and I'm going to give you the power to make it through this time of loss. He was a request for faithfulness. It was a quest, request for faithfulness. And right here it says, and I, and I will come down and speak with you there and I will take some of the spirit that is on you and put it, put that spirit on them. And you gotta remember, this is the Old Testament. See, the spirit didn't permanently reside with people like it did, like it does in the New Testament when Jesus allowed the Holy Spirit, went back to heaven and sent the comforter, the Holy Spirit, literally known as the comforter, the paracleto, the Holy Spirit. After they spoke in tongues, they were filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And guess what? As a result of that changing of the guard, when the curtain and the temple was split from top to bottom and we would no longer need a lamb and we would no longer need a priest and after God sent the comfort of the Holy Spirit that spirit Holy Spirit he resides on the inside of us so that in moments of times and moments of loss the Holy Spirit can rise in us and give us the strength give us the encouragement that we need to make it through such a time as this. And if you're not experiencing his power, his presence during the time of loss, you need to check yourself and make sure that you haven't grieved the spirit. You got to check yourself to make sure you're not in rebellion against the spirit of God because he has left that spirit to enable you uh, to overcome any losses in your life. Any losses in your life. So, so he first made a request for faithfulness. Then secondly, he made, as we talk about tonight, he was faithful to Elisha. Uh, he made, we see a relinquishing of faithfulness. It says, he was taken away in a whirlwind, in a whirlwind. And, and, and once he was taken away, his cloak fell. And Elijah then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him and went back. See, I always like to tell Christians, when you lose loved ones, God never lose, leave you without his presence. Let me say it again. God never leaves you without his power. And many of us, when we, when we go through times of loss, as we look back, it's, it's like that proverbial poem that talks about the footprints in the sand where the man noticed in his life that in times of trouble, there seemed to only be one set of footprints in the sand, but in times of joy and jubilation, there was two sets of footprints in the sand. He was upset. He was mad with God and said, when times of trouble come, it seemed like you abandoned me. You, you, you leave me out alone. And, and that proverbial saying, Jesus said, oh, my child, don't you know that 
In those times of trouble, I was carrying you. That's why there's only one set of footprints in the sand. I, I was carrying you. Now, that's a nice picture, but, but Jesus is in heaven right now. He, he, he doesn't really carry us. That's a good kind of emotional picture, but who carries us is the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is on the inside of us. And, 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 and that's what this cloak represented, the power of God. Don't you know you have the power of God resident on the inside of you? And if you're not grieving the spirit on the inside of you, he give you the power that you need, the encouragement that you need, and you'll look back in your life and, and not even know how you made it over. I know that I was that way when, when I lost my mother. I mean, that was just a horrible time for me. But when I look back, I do see it was God that carried me through that time. He, he carried me through that time because there was a relinquishing of his spirit upon my life. My mother taught me about Jesus. I gave my life to Jesus Christ at a young age. I recommitted my life to Jesus Christ at a, at a young age because I saw my mother living for the Lord and the greatest gift that she gave me was uh, Jesus Christ. And, and when I lost her, which was foundational for me and most people when they lose their mother, he empowered me with the power of the Holy Spirit. That was a cloak that my mother left behind. I had to pick up that cloak and relinquish God's faithfulness in my life. I had to depend upon him. You see, the problem with most Christians in times of loss, they don't depend upon God. They forget about God. They forget about his word. They forget about to pray. They forget about to fast and pray. And they allow the circumstances to separate them from the power of God. And because of the circumstances separate them from the power of God, they can't take the cloak. And they can't stand by the banks of the Jordans in their life and use the power of God to get them through such a time as this. Don't you know God has given you the power on the inside to make it through these times of loss, the times of loneliness, times of frustration, times of, of not able to figure out why this happened, this time of confusion, this time of this combogulation, God says, if you allow me to relinquish my faithfulness, if you allow the Holy Spirit to move on the inside of you and not allow this, this tribulation to separate you from the love of God, because only you can separate yourself from the love of God. God says nothing can separate. You can separate yourself, but God says nothing can separate you from his love. You got to learn how to relinquish God's faithfulness in your life by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. So Elijah said to Jehazah, tie up your garment, take my staff in your hand, and go. If you meet anyone, do not greet him, and if anyone greets you, do not answer him. Then lay my staff on the boy's face. See, that staff here represents 
the power of God and Elisha uh, couldn't go. He couldn't make it. But he sent the staff, which was symbolic of the power of God. It said, just allow the power of God to touch the boy's face and he will be made whole and well again. Oh, don't you know when we lose Elijah and when we lose Elisha, uh, the mantle and the staff of God is still evident in our lives. The power of God is still evident in our lives when we lose our loved ones. Uh, the power of God is still evident in our lives, but we've got all oh, to, to, to test it for ourselves. See, when you lose foundational leaders, you got to get to know God in a way that you wouldn't normally know, get to know him. When we lose loved ones, we've got to allow God to fill in the place of the emptiness of the place of, of that loved one in our lives. And he begins to move in more mighty and awesome ways. The cloak and the staff, its power is left behind to enable you to get through a time such as this, and, and it helps you not only get through loss, is what we're looking at in the text, but sickness and, and, and loneliness and pain and sorrow. Oh, his presence in our lives is what gives us the power and the ability to make it through such a time as this. And we live Old folk, you say we're living in the last days. As we live in our times, and we see hurricane after hurricane, flood after flood, earthquake after earthquake, fires after fires, our loved ones dying one after another, and it seems like it never stops. But don't you realize that the power of God in your life never stops? He's there, oh, to fill you with the power to make it through yet another loss, to make it through yet another difficult time, to make it through another difficult sickness. His power, his presence in our lives, and we've got to depend upon his power, the Holy Spirit power that's on the inside of us ah, to relinquish his faithfulness in our lives. We got to request it. We got to relinquish it. And lastly, at least I keep us too long, Bethlehem. As we talked about tonight, he was faithful to Elisha. We're going to see a requisition for faithfulness. Once again, verse 14, he took the cloak that it fell from Elijah. And struck the waters. And then he said this. He, he, he needed. He needed a request. He needed a relinquishing. And then he began to requisition. You know, when I was uh, working for the Concord Missionary Baptist Church as a minister on staff there, um, undoubtedly, because we had so many moving parts, uh, administration was very important. So when my ministry had an event, and my ministry was the most active ministry in the church at the time because we represented singles. And I, I talked about this fairly recently about if you, if you was to ask at Concord when I was there, those who were single, single over 35, those who'd been divorced, those who'd been widowed, 
and almost everybody would be standing in the church at least it seems at least 70 percent of the folk would stand and 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 and, and because I, I led such a uh, massive and uh active ministry i had to come uh, very very familiar with the requisition for me see i just couldn't go and have an event in any of the rooms though we had many as a mega church any room or any uh, activity that i need to do i had to put in a requisition now, i could have it but i couldn't have it without the requisition i had to put in a requisition form to have uh the rooms that i needed and i had to, so i had to requisition and, and because it was so active i mean i had to it was just a, a tremendous amount of administrative work to which i have that gift as well so um but i had to requisition for it and we see all oh, that the power of god was left behind when elijah was was taken away and 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 all oh, elisha all had to requisition the power of God in his life. And, and he said he took that, oh, that cloak, and he struck the waters, and he posed the question, where now is the Lord, the God of Elisha, he asked. And then he requisitioned God's power, and then he struck the waters, it divided, Oh, to the right and to the left, just like it would with Elijah, and he crossed over. He had to requisition the power of God. And one of the things I liked about Reverend Stevens' message this last Sunday is he began to name off all of those who were in the family of faith there at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, people like Daddy Floyd and others who had gone before us and who were faithful in their service to the Lord. Oh, I, I like that he named them off and, and we can call on the God. Where is the God of Daddy Floyd? Where is the God of Sister McCowan? Where is the God of, he mentioned my bishop, Dr. G. Wilson Jones. Where is the God? We can requisition God's faithfulness for those of us who are left behind because he has given us the power by his Holy Spirit to manifest that kind of faithfulness in a time of loss. And we've got to call on a God. Hello, somebody. And we've got to requisition his power. That's the power of prayer. We're requisitioning his power. It's the power of fasting and praying. And I've been asking you, Bethlehem, to fast and pray. I ask you to fast and pray for that friend. Fast and pray for that Sunday. It's evident that God requisitioned, that we requisitioned God's power. And God was able to enable us on that Sunday to rejoice with those who rejoice. Wonderful 121 year celebration, but also to mourn with those who mourn. And we had to requisition that power. And then after the service, we had to requisition the power for the family. Oh, as they have to put 
all their old nephew and their grandchild to rest on this Saturday. I'm praying that you would, as a church, to requisition the power for comfort, requisition the power of service, requisition the power of hospitality as we need to come together, all hands on deck, to serve this family in their time of loss. And I'm asking you to Bethlehem to requisition that power to enable you because some of you are part of the family and you need the power to serve even as you mourn. That's why I put in that text, those who uh, sow and, and, and tears will rejoice. Oh, and joyful shouting. Oh, we need to requisition God's power to make it through such a time as this. It is a hard time, Bethlehem, but we can make it through because God has left his coat. God has left his staff. Well, God has left, in New Testament terms, his Holy Spirit on the inside of us, and he's going to give us the power to do what needs to be done to help this family and even to help ourselves through such a time as this in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name requisition his power here's another way that is an illustration of how God worked in the life of Elijah and then in this text we see God working in the life of Elijah God is the God of the living hello somebody and they say Elijah took the cloak put it up and struck the waters was parted to the right and to the left so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. And don't you know when Elisha took, hello somebody, the cloak, and he called on requisition, God. He did the very same thing that Elijah did. Elisha did it because God is the great I am which means he's an ever-present help in a time of trouble. Oh, it means that he's still alive today. That same God that, that, that Elisha had to make the requisition and the God of Elijah and Elisha, that same God is alive and well today here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, we've got to requisition his power to make it through such a time as this that we might be able to walk across the Jordans in our life, walk across the Jordan of loss, walk across the Jordan of sickness, to walk across the Jordan of sadness, walk across the Jordan of discombobulation, walk across the Jordans because our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he can give us the power. He has left his power all to work and move in our lives in marvelous and miraculous ways. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, before I leave tonight, as I'm running out of time, Bethlehem, I I just want to pray uh, tonight. I want to pray tonight for uh, those recent losses that we've had, recent families. And Father, we come tonight, Lord, just want to thank you and praise you to glorify your holy name. You are truly worthy to be praised. And we come tonight wanting to requisition your power for the 
Stevenson Newton Jackson family father. Oh, to lose a young man, 30 years old. Oh, to lose him in such a tragic way. Father, we pray, Lord, that you would comfort and care as only you can for such a time as this, that we might be able to take your cloak, take your staff, take your spirit, and that your Holy Spirit will manifest himself in our hearts, minds, and souls for such a time as this to strengthen us, to make it through such a time as this, to strengthen our feet, to strengthen our hands, to serve this family, to comfort this family, oh, even when we are part of the family. Father, in Jesus' name, I believe right now you're going to work and move, Father, in the nude and fan, I pray for the widow and those two children that are left behind. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for soul salvation. I pray, Lord, for provision for these children and for the widow. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray you go before them. Father, in Jesus' name, give them the treasures hidden in secret places, Father they may know it's you who call them by name in this time of loss father i pray lord for the ford family father in jesus name we believe by faith lord you got the power to heal but mostly father we believe by faith you've given us the power to make it through such a time as this in jesus name encourage hearts minds and souls in jesus name by the power of your holy spirit that resides on the inside of us who call you by name we ask move father in this ford family as only you can father in jesus name we're going to request, requisition your power all throughout this week. And we're going to fast and pray on Friday. Please work and move as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. Before I close tonight, there's somebody listening. And, and, and you can't request, release, or requisition God's power because you don't know him. And before I leave tonight, I got to tell you and let you know that uh, to know him, the Bible says in John chapter 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you can believe today that Jesus Christ was God's only son and only way to God, you can pray this simple prayer, dear Lord Jesus, I come tonight, this evening, this morning, this afternoon. And right now, I want to say, I believe that Jesus died for my sins, was buried and raised again on the third day so that today I might give my life to Jesus Christ. And right now, I give my life away. And I want to walk in newness of life because I've given my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Pray that prayer for the first time. If you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, again, we're located at 311 North Dunbar, right here in the heart of Paul's Valley. 
I want to see you in the service this coming Sunday. I'm no longer inviting you to church. I'm telling you, you've been born into the body of Jesus Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And I want to see you this Sunday after I finish preaching. I want you to come down and let me know that you've prayed to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And we will accept you into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Jesus' name. Now, if you're somewhere or you're not in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma or Garvin County driving distance, then you must find a church home and that spirit that I was talking that would give you power in times of loss. He's also there to give you power to lead you to the place where he wants you to be, to the church and the body of Christ right where you are. And we pray to that end in Jesus' name, but you must find a church home. Well, Bethlehem, I want to thank you for listening tonight. And again, we want to remind you, all hands on deck this coming uh, Saturday, as we will be a support uh, for this family. In Jesus' name, we'll do what God has enabled us to do, that wonderful gift of hospitality that God has upon us at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. It's time for him to use it again to comfort the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. I want to challenge you, Bethlehem, to stay connected. Stay connected to God's person. Stay connected to God's precepts. and Stay connected to God's people that begin the benediction. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your holy name. And right now, Father, we give ourselves away to you. And we pray, Father, that uh, you would put your hedge of protection around us, that you keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again. The people of God said, amen. And praise the Lord, Bethlehem, you are dismissed. And prayerfully, if I don't see you doing this week, I'll see you this coming Saturday. And uh, we're going to minister uh, to the family. God bless you and keep you is my prayer.